joining us this evening. We're glad to have you here uh, with us. I trust it'll be a time that's profitable in your heart. We have some here with us this evening as well, and maybe others to join us in just a few moments. I don't know. Uh, but it is critical, whether you are here or at home, uh, that our eyes or hearts are focused upon the Lord to recognize the value of prayer, the joy of prayer, the privilege of prayer. So I trust it'll be a time that will be a blessing to you this evening. I'm going to wait just a couple of moments before we actually get started this evening. Let me encourage you in these couple of moments, if you would please, I have a handout for those who are physically here this evening, uh, unable to get that to you, of course, at home. But if you would get something to write with, we'll be walking down through a variety of categories. Uh, for those who are here, if you would have something to write with, I'm going to be filling in just a few things uh, for you to be praying for. If you have been following along on our prayer guide over the last several months, that really is the um, uh, plate that we are following, the template we are following this evening, kind of thinking through those particular areas of ministry and people that we have prayed for. Uh, I did not go back and write out every one, so if you have done that, you have some sense of idea, but I'll give you just some general things to pray about under each category. Uh, so if you want to go ahead and get your pen and pa paper, we'll wait just a moment and we'll go ahead and get started. If you have your Bibles with you, uh, I would encourage you, if you don't have, to get them. If you do have, I would encourage you to turn to Psalm 51. Psalm 51, we're going to be reading Psalm 51 and Psalm 62 to begin with this evening. Psalm 51. Let's go ahead and begin. I'd like to begin by reading one of the prayers from the Valley of Vision. The Valley of Vision is a collection of Puritan prayers and devotional thoughts, meditations, each one very short, uh, very moving. They've been helpful. Uh, I took a couple of years and worked through them, reading one each day. It was a very fruitful and moving time in my own life. I go back and revisit that book often and have found it to be something that's really helped focus my heart and my mind in my worship of the Lord in a personal way. This is one called Living by Prayer. It's page 266 in the copy that I have from Valley of Vision. I don't know if you have a copy or not. If you do and want to turn to it, then certainly... I would encourage you to do so now or listen and write it down as a reference. Living by prayer. Teach me to live by prayer as well as by providence for myself, soul, body, children, family, church. Give me a heart frameable to thy will. So might I live in prayer and honor thee, being kept from evil, known and unknown. 
Help me to see the sin that accompanies all I do and the good I can distill from everything. Let me know that the work of prayer is to bring my will to thine and that it is folly and without this it is folly to pray. When I try to bring thy will to mine, it is to command Christ to be above him and wiser than he. This is my sin and pride. I can only succeed when I pray according to thy precept and promise, and to be done with it, and to be done with as it pleases thee according to thy sovereign will. When thou commandest me to pray for pardon, peace, brokenness, it is because thou wilt give me the thing promised, for thy glory as well as for my good. Help me not only to desire small things, but with holy boldness to desire great things for thy people, for myself, that they and I might live to show thy glory. Teach me that it is wisdom for me to pray for all I have out of love willingly and not of necessity, that I may come to thee at any time to lay open my needs acceptably to thee, that my great sin lies in my not keeping the savor of thy ways, that the remembrance of this truth is one way to the sense of thy presence that there is no wrath like the wrath of being governed by my own lust for my own ends. A very penetrating thing to help us understand. One of the things that struck me in reading this and thinking through it and preparing for this evening was that little phrase, let me bring uh, my will to thine, that it is folly to try to, to bring God's will to us in the sense of commanding him to do what I would will rather than to recognize that his providence and his will is perfect. And so that was very helpful for me to remember once again. Let me just very briefly pray that God would give us a spirit of prayer this evening, would help us open up our hearts to find this a productive and fruitful time uh, for those who are at home to be able to find the quietness of heart and mind to be able to fully join with us here this evening. Our Father, we thank you for the gift of prayer, for the ministry of prayer, for the privilege of communion with you, our God. We thank you for the ministry of your prayer for us as the Spirit intercedes for us, as the Son makes intercession for us continually, that he is our advocate and pleads on our behalf, that you as our Father have taught us to pray. And, Lord, that we should always begin with you. And, Lord, that we would acknowledge that you are a great and holy and mighty and awesome God, that we are coming to the creator of the universe. And so, Lord, I pray that you might help us as we engage in this activity this evening. Might it be something that would be fruitful and helpful, shaping in our lives. Lord, might it produce much for your glory in Christ's name. Amen. The first thing I'd like for us to do this evening is confession of sin and preparation of heart. It is important that the heart be in a good place to pray. Not necessarily at the outset. A lot of times we come into prayer and we have a lot of this world on us. We have a lot of anxiety. We have a lot of things that 
are pressing in our minds. Sometimes our hearts are cold. Sometimes they're full of anger. Sometimes they're full of anxiety. Various things from this world uh, just flood into our mind. But it is important for us to be able to move those things away if we're dealing with sin, to be able to confess that sin before the Lord, to acknowledge um, him for who he is. I'd like to begin reading as we will take just a moment personally in private to confess our sin before the Lord, but I'd like to read Psalm 51, which is so helpful in addressing this particular area of prayer. It is a prayer of David. It is a prayer that came forth from the heart of David when Nathan the prophet came and really confronted David about his sin with Bathsheba. And David says this, Have mercy on me, O God, according to your steadfast love. According to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgression and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, have I sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, you delight in truth in the inward being, and you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness. Let the bones that you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, O God of my salvation and my tongue will sing aloud of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will declare your praise. For you will not delight in sacrifice, or I will give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and contrite heart. O God, you will not despise. Do good to Zion in your good pleasure, Build up the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in right sacrifices, in burnt offerings and whole burnt offerings. Then bulls will be offered on your altar. This is certainly said in an Old Testament context, but the truth is very real that we recognize that when we sin, we sin against a holy God, and it is important for us to acknowledge that we have sinned against him asking God to purge those things, as it says in 1 John 1, 9, he certainly is faithful to do that. Let's take just a moment and engage with the Lord on a personal note, just in a confession of sin.
difficult for me to know exactly what is transpiring in your heart and mind. So my apologies if I'm cutting you off short in any of these areas. Uh, please make notes and go back and uh, pick them up at a later time. If you would please turn to Psalm 62. Preparation of heart. Sometimes just by the very nature of what we're walking through, we engage very rapidly in prayer. I think of Nehemiah, he's talking to the king and there's a great need and he just lifts his heart up before the Lord. That is certainly a noteworthy, a good thing. But I think as a natural course when we are praying, uh, it is important as we confess sin before the Lord to take these steps to be uh, very intentional, to do so in a, a way in which we're focused, not just as a habit, but something we're focused on, and to prepare our heart. I've often tried to picture my own mind coming into the presence of God and how I would seek to prepare my own heart for that. You think about the Old Testament and how important it was for the priests to prepare themselves properly. There were so many things that they were to do to come into the presence of the Lord. We've been prepared by the blood of Christ, of course. We've been saved. And yet we want to make sure that our hearts are in a good place, that we're acknowledging that we're coming into the presence of God. Psalm 62 is one of those psalms that helps my heart be prepared. For God alone... My soul waits in silence. From him comes my salvation. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be greatly shaken. How long will all of you attack a man to batter him? Like a leaning wall, a tottering fence. They only plan to thrust him down from his high position. They take pleasure in falsehood. They bless with their mouths, but inwardly they curse. For God alone, O oh my soul, wait in silence. For my hope, my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I shall not be shaken. On God rests my salvation and my glory. My mighty rock, my refuge is God. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Those of low estate are but a breath. Those of high estate are a delusion. In the balances they go up and they are altogether lighter than a breath. Put no trust in extortion. Set no vain hopes on robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart on them. Once God has spoken, twice have I heard this, that power belongs to God, and that to you, O Lord, belongs steadfast love, for you will render to a man according to his work. Let's take just a moment, and again, in a personal sense, a private sense, just asking God whether it's this passage, maybe there's another passage that you want to read, but just be quiet, still our hearts, focus on God, recognize that we are praying to a holy God and prepare our heart. Ask God to keep our focus on him. Ask God to prepare us in a way as we come into his presence.
The second area that we will walk into, and it is important, not that we are the most important person, but it is important that our heart is prepared, that we have confessed our sin, and we are in a good place to enter into the presence of the Lord. Not that we enter clean, we enter in a way that we're confessing, recognizing God's work in our heart. The first thing I would like for us to do, and there's no particular priority in this, it is a way that I often pray, but I say that only for the sake of if you are needing help and really forming a habit of praying. Prayer for family and personal needs. I'd like to read from the New Testament, Colossians chapter 1. Of all the prayers of Paul, this is one that has been particularly helpful to me as a dad, as a grandfather, as one praying for different people in my family, but focusing primarily on my children and my grandchildren, parents, Becky's mother, and praying for family needs and for personal needs as well, things that are happening in my own life. Oftentimes, if we are not careful, our prayers become very very much oriented to just physical needs that are uh, there in our life. And there's nothing wrong with praying for physical needs. But it's also important to acknowledge that there are many spiritual needs that we have not only in our own heart, but those people that we love, our children, our grandchildren, whatever the case would be, whatever your family looks like. Verses 9 through, I'll read clear down through 14. Paul says this in speaking to the church in Philippi or in Colossae. And so from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his, God's will, in all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to his glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in light. He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of of his beloved Son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. There's so many things that we could stop and think about in praying for our family. I don't know if most of your family, any of your family, all of your family know Christ as Savior, but each one in our family, no matter where things are, have needs in their relationship with God. And so I would encourage you to take just a moment to address needs in your own life. I would encourage you to write down each family member, call them by name before the Lord, lift them up by name before the Lord, asking God to intercede for them, to work in their heart, to fill them with spiritual wisdom, to help them increase in the knowledge of God, to help their daily life and practice to be that which is worthy and pleasing to the Lord. So many simple things that are so uh, vast uh, in its outreach into our own souls and lives. And so 
I'm going to ask us to take just a moment. Some of you have large families, some not so much. Uh, but you take a moment praying for your own needs. I would encourage you to jot these down and then praying for each individual in your family. And we'll take a moment to do this.
Okay. The next area that I'd like for us to pray, we only have a couple of folks here this evening, and uh, let me give each of you a microphone if you would like to uh, pray, join us in prayer. The next area, if you're taking notes at home, is for our care groups. If you follow along in our prayer guide, one of the things that we consistently do, and we've encouraged you from the pulpit, uh, your elder has encouraged you, uh, folks have spoken often of this, to, to try to be faithful in praying for the people in your care group. And so I have a list of care groups for those who are here this evening. They're at the back part of your handout. Um, I'd like for us to take a moment to pray for our elders. You can lift up their family names as well. We have included, we've tried to include the family, the children's names, so you can know them and pray for them. Um, so we'll take care group one. Uh, I don't know, what care group are you in, Stephen? Two? What one are you in? Three? Well, I'll take care group one. And uh, Stephen, if you want to just simply, you don't have to call out every name, but maybe call out the elders' names in uh, care group two and the deacons that are there. Um, and then it will take just a moment. You don't need to pray through all the group, but uh, if you would do the same thing for your care group. I hope as you pray for your care groups that uh, I know that sometimes we're confined to time and so I don't know that you can pray for your care group every day, but if you could even set a goal to pray for your care group once a week or even once a month, really, just to lift up every person on there uh, before our Lord once a month, if everybody did that in the care group, uh, there would be a lot of prayer lifted up for each individual. I'll begin with care group one and pray for the folks that are there, and then... Uh, Stephen, I'll ask you to pray for care group two, and then Jenna, for you, care group three. Let me read a couple of portions of Scripture here. When we think about praying for others in the church, Ephesians chapter three, this is a prayer that in many ways is a staple in our church life. It says, Paul says, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory, he may grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in the inner being, so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have strength to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly than all we ask or think according to the power at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. I mean, if we did nothing but to pray that prayer for people, that is so powerful. I'd like for you also to turn to Colossians chapter 4. 
This is an elder praying for his people, but certainly it can be our people praying for our elders and for one another. Colossians 4.12, Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you. Now listen to what he says. Always struggling on your behalf in his prayers or wrestling on your behalf in his prayers that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. Again, just a man pleading for the lives, the hearts, the walk of the people that he is ministering to. It is us praying for one another. And again, you don't have to verbally speak those words. But Stephen, if you would, uh, I'll start with uh, care group one, I'm sorry. And then Stephen, if you'd move to care group two and then Jenna to care group three. Our Father, I thank you so very much for our church family people that as we get to know them we grow to love them to care for them to hurt when they hurt to rejoice when they rejoice to desire to carry burdens that rest upon their heart I pray Lord that you would move in a mighty way within our church family cultivate that only in a way that only you can do cultivate that love in our heart that we might know the love of God in Christ Jesus that we might know your love for your people that we might have some sense of understanding how important the body is to you your bride is to you the groom and so Lord might we value the church might we value the people that you have sent to be a part of Randolph Street. I thank you for those that you have called and set aside, Lord, to help guide and lead the church, to shepherd the flock, to be overseers of the ministry, to be overseers of the people, to give wisdom and knowledge and direction to our church, Lord, to set an example that would be helpful for others to see and to follow, Lord, that our faith would be pure and good. And so, Lord, I pray for Randy this evening. We thank you for Randy, for his ministry here at the church, for his love for the academy, his love for you, his willingness to help lead our church in worship. Father, just the hours that he spends in caring for others and um, Lord, we thank you and we give you praise for that and pray you would continue to help our brother, encourage him, strengthen him, Lord. Might he walk in the will, your will for his life. I pray for Kyle, a young man, Lord, that is so active along with his wife, Erin. I pray for their children, each one, Lord, that you would work in their hearts. Call them to faith, give them life, spiritual life, I pray. Help them, Lord, to grow in their desires for you, their love for you. Help them to learn to value and treasure the scriptures as they grow up. I pray for Izzy and for Iva, for Ingrid and for Isaac. I ask God that you would bless the Flanagan family. I would pray for our deacons this evening as well that represent Care Group 1 for Jim and Valerie. Thank you, Lord, for the many things that they do in our ministry. 
for Jim and his desire to help with our men and uh, to reach into our uh, community and the To Every Door ministry for Valerie as she goes and, and works alongside him in these particular uh, ministry endeavors. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to help them as they grow. I pray, Lord, for their ministry to their two daughters and to their grandchildren, to Thomas. We thank you for the new grandbaby you just recently brought into their family. And I pray, Lord, that you would bless them, encourage them, help them as they serve our body here, as they reach out to minister to those who have need. Uh, Lord, to care for those who have particular needs within our body. I pray for Russ and Benita Bonasso. We thank you for this family. Thank you for bringing them to Randolph Street. I pray, Lord, that you would continue to grow them. Thank you for their boys who so faithfully uh, walk with you. I pray, Lord, for each of them that you would grow them, for Michael and Daniel, for Isaac and for Philip. Lord, I pray for your hand to rest upon them. For Andrew and Lee Stone Street, thank you for Andrew's ministry here as a deacon. For Lee, as she serves our church as an administrative assistant, I pray for little Beckett and Benjamin. Pray, Lord, that you would bring them to Christ at an early age. Give these parents wisdom as they engage with their children in these very, very formative years for Jim and Valerie as they engage with adult children. Uh, I pray, Lord, that you would help these, the, these two elders and these three deacons as they serve our church family, as they serve these in this particular group. Lord, I thank you for each one. I look down, I see Carlotta's name, and we continue to lift her up before you, asking, Lord, that you would encourage her I pray for Eli, her grandson, who is facing some very difficult physical challenges. I pray for the doctors there at Cleveland Clinic. Lord, help Eli's body respond to the treatments he's receiving. Lord, might you build up his platelets. Might they be able to help him. Lord, we pray for your healing upon his body and much grace and comfort for our dear sister. I pray also, Lord, just looking down through here for... Uh, each one um, for Debbie Hodge as she has battled cancer over these past several months and gone through a series of surgeries and uh, Lord just the way it's impacted her life we are grateful for the work of your spirit it is evident in talking to Debbie and Terry that you've used this just in shaping them into the image of Christ but I pray Lord that you would bring healing to her body thank you for the fact that uh, her cancer seems to be under control right now, and we are grateful for that. Pray you would continue to minister to her. I see Julia Moran. We pray for Julia and Samuel as they continue to try to make a new way. I pray, Lord, just for the aching of their hearts, for the questions that might come into their mind, give them comfort, give them peace. Oh, God, I pray you would wrap your arms about both of them. I pray for little Samuel, Lord, help him to grow. I know that his daddy so wanted to be a part of his life as a young man growing up. And, Lord, I pray, oh, God, that you are a father to the fatherless, Lord, that you would help this young man. We lift them up before you. Lord, others that are here, 
I, I lift each one before you, O God, asking that you would work your sweet will in their lives in Christ's name. Father, what a tremendous privilege it is to come before you in prayer. This invitation that you have given us to not only come with our own needs, God, but to bring others alongside us and lift them up before you, trusting, knowing that you hear us, God, knowing that you care, that you love your children, that you love your church, God. So thank you for the privilege praying for others, God, and thank you for the privilege as I see these names, God, of elders and deacons, this care group, God, in particular, the privilege of being led by these men and families, God, wives, and being served by these men. I see elders in very different stages of life, but all men who value your church so so deeply, mm. they give of their time, God, outside of their lives and their homes, they give so much time, effort, resources, strength to this church, God, and in leading and serving and sacrificing for it. God, I thank you for Walker and Dale, God, and the tremendous privilege we have of having them here in this church and the wisdom that they bring. God, I pray in particular for, for strength for them, God, as they are so active, God, and as they use their minds to learn, God, and not learn for their own sakes, but to, to serve others and how they teach others and have a desire to serve others uh, and, and show them truth and guide them to truth, God, that you would strengthen their pursuit of knowledge, God, of your word and of the world, God, and of you, God, most of all, and they, um, that they would be gifted, God, and more so in increasingly communicating that to others and, God, in their years to disciple others, God, and to bring them along in the faith as they have done so many years here, that you would bless those efforts of imparting knowledge and wisdom to others. I pray for Roger and his family, God, and Carrie and their children. God, I pray for wisdom, God, for them as they juggle so many responsibilities and time constraints, God, and uh, needs, God, from their kids, from high school to middle school to elementary school to little ones, God, that you would grant great wisdom uh, to them as parents, God, in their home and as they're serving the church, God, and that you would, uh, God, as you invite us to ask so freely, God, in faith, for your wisdom, for others, God, and for ourselves, that you would impart that to them in a way that would be clear that it is from you, God, and they would God, serve this church and serve their family in a way that is wise, God, and points uh, to the glory of Christ and the love of you that we have through him, God, and so you bestow wisdom, oh God, on um, their leadership as a family, God, and in their home. And God, I pray for Jared and Lauren, God, and their young family. God, in, in particular, I pray just that their house, as it is filled with love and joy, God, that it would be just uh, abounding more and more, God, in their homes. That, God, for their small children and between uh, them as husband and wife and as they lead and serve in this church, that you would give them such joy in you that would make them unshakable, God, and such love for you that would uh, lead them to give themselves to uh, parenting so well and uh, having a household full of love, God, and imparting that same love to your church, God, and, and loving others as they have done so humbly and so faithfully, God, for, for so many years already, that you would just let that love abound in their hearts, God. Um, I pray for Rick and Kathy, God, thank you for how faithfully they have served this church for many, many 
many years, God. Uh, I just pray that your love and compassion would fill their hearts more and more, God, and thank you for how many years and hours and hours they have served in this church, God. I pray that your love would abound more and more compassion for the saints and for those around them, that that would increase, God. And I uh, thank you for Scott and Amanda and their, their children, God, and for their love of the gospel and their deep uh, love for you. Um, God, you would increase that in their hearts, God. I pray for Scott as he parents and um, has many responsibilities and constraints from his time as well, and many children and responsibilities from his work and family and church, God, and HFA, that you would likewise grant him great wisdom, God, and um, let him lead well and serve well. Uh, God, that your word would find always soft soil in his heart and that family, God, would grow and abound toward a service to others, God, in love for you. And God, just in the members of this group, God, each uh, line item here of each name and each family unit, as God, we picture their face and the joy, God, that they bring to the church and the work that we know that you are doing in their lives, God. But uh, likewise, God, at the same time, we know that each line item, each individual um, has burdens, God, and has struggles in their lives and, and things that they are struggling with and against and burdens that they are carrying. And we thank you for your invitation, your command to us to cast our burdens on you and that your righteous ones will not be shaken, God. So to look through the names of this list, God, I, I could want nothing more, God, that you would just prompt them by your Holy Spirit, God, that you would encourage them to cast their burdens continually, God, whether it's health um, constraints or, or, or spiritual things or emotional things or life situations, God, family matters, work matters, neighborhood matters, to cast all their burdens, their struggles, and other doubts upon you, God, and that they would not be shaken, that they would be strengthened in their walk with you, they would know your strength, God, and be encouraged in their hearts, and God, be under your easy yoke uh, as they let you and your strong, glorious shoulders to carry those burdens and see you work in their lives, God. So we gladly and cheerfully, God, lift each of these uh, members up before you and pray that you would work and trust that you are doing so. God, we praise you for that in Christ's name.
Let's move on to another area. Um, thank you very much, uh, Stephen and Jenna, for lifting up your heart on behalf of your care groups, your elders and deacons. Uh, to take time to do that is such a rich blessing to hear your name called out before the Lord is a, a great sense of encouragement, and we thank the Lord that we have opportunity to engage on behalf of others. The next area I'd like for us to think about is prayer for the spread of the gospel. It is a part of the very core of who we are as God's people. Acts 1.8, after the Holy Spirit has come upon you, you shall receive power. And that is given that we might take the gospel to the ends of the earth, that we might start in our Jerusalem, our city, our area, our neighborhood, we might go into the area, the Judea, the, the state, the surrounding region, into the Samaria, into the ends of the earth, into the ends of the world. And I pray that we would be faithful whether we personally can take the gospel, we can intercede for people to do that. A portion of scripture that has been helpful to me, Colossians chapter 4, praying for evangelistic gospel oriented efforts whether it would be in our neighborhoods or whether it would be for the millers in ghana uganda spain wherever these things might be taking place continue steadfastly in prayer paul would say being watchful in it with thanksgiving at the same time pray also for us that god may open to us a door to the word or for the word to declare the mystery of Christ on account of which I am in prison that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak walk in wisdom toward outsiders making the best use of the time let your speech always be gracious seasoned with salt so that you may know how you ought to answer each person so many things in that brief prayer inform how we live the life we live the words we speak the way we carry ourselves asking God to give us open doors asking us to have the boldness and the wisdom to take the word and enter it into the hearts and lives of people just the simple gospel of Jesus Christ and so we would pray that again I trust that if you have received the prayer guides either by email or picked one up here at our church on a Sunday morning that you maybe have kept those as a means of being able to pray through them praying for our different missionaries praying for our different ministries here uh, Charleston to the west side let me encourage you to be praying for our to every door ministry that will begin in June just pray for one another that God would give witness to us that we would be able to speak a word of the gospel to people as God opens a door. Our network churches uh, from Pittsburgh down to Lexington and places in between, Redeemer Community Church in Pittsburgh, Living Water Church in Philippi, First Baptist Church of Logan, First Baptist Church of Williamson, Salt Peter Community Church, where Pastor Jason preached this morning, Lakeville Baptist Church in Salyersville, Kentucky, Christ Community Church, which is a will soon be a church plant in Prestonsburg, Kentucky, Christ Community Church there in uh, Prestonsburg, Providence Community Church in Lexington, Missio Day in Huntington, Huntington Community Church 
and Risen King Church, our church plant down in Hurricane. If you would go back and capture, if you still have them in your emails, write them out, these requests. Most of them are very generic. I was going to take time and, and give some requests for this, but we're nearly out of time this evening. Pray for our global ministries. Recently, our latest series is kind of an update on our missionaries. This uh, past week, I think we uh, the McFarlands were featured in this week's prayer guide. But Ozark Leap in Navajo Nation, in Spain, Larry and Roseanne Thornburg, Kathy Furman, her husband, she and her husband served in China in a teaching ministry there and teaching and training pastors. Uh, Kathy now is stateside up in the Dayton, Ohio area, very much engaged in a campus ministry there with uh, young women who are from various parts of the world teaching them English as a second language at Wright State University. Uh, the McFarlands in Uganda, uh, the Chu family in East Asia, and the Millers as they're getting settled into Accra, Ghana. So be praying for them. Pray for the persecuted church as well. We took several weeks and highlighted 10 of the most distressed areas in the world uh, where persecution is taking place. So again, if you've kept those, you can go back, you can think through those, you can pray for those. Uh, use them. If you, have, if you do not have those things and would like to engage in them, please let me know and I'll try to get that information to you or get this handout to you. The last area that we have prayed for faithfully in our church is areas of area-wide mercy ministries. I think of Matthew chapter 6 verses 9 through 13. Uh, so speaking about just taking the word and caring for the fatherless, caring for the orphan, uh, just lifting up Jesus Christ as the hope of the world. Um, hope for Appalachia is one of the care ministry or mercy ministries that is connected to our church. Many of our church family are very actively involved in this ministry, serving families that have been deeply impacted by the addiction problem in our area. Crossroads Pregnancy Care Center, just supporting life, the choice for life, uh, encouraging young ladies, older ladies, people, ladies who are expecting to be able to help them navigate these days uh, in a wise way. Union Mission Ministries, caring for the homeless, caring for so many in our uh, area and have for many, many years, and Mountain Mission as well. Uh, there are other mercy ministries that I probably have not mentioned here, but those that God would place on your heart. Pure religion and undefiled, Peter would say, is to care for the fatherless as well as keeping ourselves unspotted from this present evil world. So these are the ministries. I'll take just a moment as we conclude here and pray uh, for them as a collective group. I trust that you've enjoyed our prayer time. It's been beneficial and helpful uh, to each of you who are listening at home, to Stephen and Jenna, as you've been able to join with us today. Our planning was rather poor to plan this on a Mother's Day uh, Sunday, and so that lies upon us, and uh, we are sorry for that. But we'll have another one of these, and hopefully more can come and join in with us. Our Father, thank you for the time we've had this evening, and we want to lift up 
uh, just the proclamation of the gospel to our neighborhoods here through our To Every Door ministry, through the personal witness of our church members to folks in the community. We pray, Lord, for our region, the churches that we've networked with. There are so many good churches, Lord. These are ones that identify most deeply with us. We thank you for them, for Redeemer, for Living Water, for First Baptist and Logan and Williamson, for Saltpeter Community Church, for Lakeville Baptist Church, for Christ Community and their beginning uh, soon, for Providence Community, for Missio Day, Huntington Community Church, as well as Risen King. Lord, we pray for their leaders, we pray for their members, we pray for their impact of the gospel in communities. Give wisdom, give unity, give uh, just strength and help, Lord. We know you have purchased the church. They are your people.